in a world where everyone and their brother has a podcast. One stands alone. It's been called one of the podcasts of all time. Welcome to Internet Killed the Video Store. Are you guys interested in at all in the Willy Wonka movie? What do you think? Um, ben? what's it about? Like, it's, it's not I, a remake, is it? I think it's an origin story of how oh. he like came into the chocolate oh. factory, right? And I've heard it's a musical, but like they're hiding the fact that it's a musical. Oh, they're hiding that pretty well. I've heard yeah. that. Yeah, I've heard the musical thing. I didn't know it was an origin story. I thought it was just like another remake. I think that's the case. Hmm. Origin story has me intrigued. Remake does not have me intrigued. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, as usual. (laughs) Like, how much of a musical? Like, just here and there? I have no idea. Like, Frozen, where there's, like, a couple songs? (laughs) Where it forgets it's a musical (laughs) halfway through the movie. Which would be fine with me. Really? Yeah. With dreams of Mm. opening a shop in a city renowned for its chocolate, a young and poor Willy Wonka discovers that the industry is run by a cartel of greedy chocolatiers. So this is him getting his bearings, getting Mm. his foot in the door. That's cool. Then, yeah, interested, for sure. Yeah. No. What about you, Ryan? Eh, I don't know. Yeah. I like everybody involved, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's not really a property that I need to see a lot of. Like, I feel like it's very yeah. of its time. Right, right. I mean, if you go back and watch it, Wonka, like, kills those kids, right? Pretty much. I think it's got <laughs> some pretty creepy. Yeah. 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 I mean, Oompa Loompas are slaves, too, right? He grabs them from Oompa Loompa land, mm-hmm. takes them to his factory, and they just work for free. They seem content. <laughs> They sing, and so they're okay. Yeah. I mean, that's also kind mm. of slavery vibes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess, are Santa's elves slaves? <laughs> Who's mm. paying Santa? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't even say anything. You weren't prepared for slave talk to open this No, up? dude, definitely not. We can pivot. I mean, any old, you know, <laughs> story <laughs> is definitely at high risk Yeah. for like, wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize what this was uh, was doing here with this this group of people that are so happy to be working all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we rewatched uh, the original Peter Pan, and mm-hmm. it like completely just escaped my mind the whole Princess Tiger Lily thing. And when they went oh. into that whole song about what makes the red man red, I was like, I right. can't believe this is in a movie. <laughs> Wait, what yeah. now? That's considered like a classic. Mm-hmm. I do remember some of that. Yeah. It's like, this is very uncomfortable. Just, yeah, like weird <laughs> Native American representations in the Peter Pan movie. There, oh. The old Disney is, there's quite a bit of that yeah. stuff. And I'm Peter not too Pan surprised by that. And Tinkerbell are kind of shitheads themselves. Really? <laughs> like you see them now and they're just like winking in front of Disney cartoons. Tinkerbell's kind of a dick. Hmm. Why? They all pick on Wendy real hard. She gets like super competitive. It's like, oh, you brought Wendy to Neverland, Peter Pan. What about me? And tries to kill her. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it gets it gets I guess intense. I don't remember that, man. <laughs> so I want to go back just a second, though. Ben, okay. do you not like musicals? I would go see a musical in person, but like for a big screen thing, mm-hmm. not a big fan. Hmm. Okay. None of them? Not I, like, I like Les Mis. La La Land? I haven't watched La La Land. Really? Really. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, I did musicals in high school and shit. That's why I'm really? surprised you're like averse yeah. to them. It's PTSD. Some, no, <laughs> nothing bad happened. I just 
<laughs> I don't know, man. It's unless it's like on stage, it's cheese ball to me. When yeah. It's in movies. Okay. I like when it's like kind of like you were saying. If there's a few like songs interspersed, but when it's like everything is sung, that gets a little much. Yeah, like Nightmare Before Christmas. They yeah. have some songs, but it's not like right over the top. Yeah. Well, we're doing this bonus pod because Max is in town, <laughs> and personally, I've been avoiding integrating TV as in depth as music and movies just because it's not my thing as much as movies but we've been in the tv resurgence for like a decade it's not going anywhere we're all watching tv that's where the best stuff is being made we need Mm -hmm. to just embrace it so (laughs) i feel like i've been pushing hard for it too so yeah Uh, max is piloting here i've only seen probably half of these so i will try and navigate and see what we've got on your list we've got the full year in tears we've got an extra tier with tv because (laughs) It's. I feel like it's easier to give up on a TV show than yeah. an album or a movie yep. because of the length. So we've got a sixth tier that are just shows that we either lost interest in, rage quit. What was the yeah. Dolly Parton term? Disinterested. <laughs> sure, yeah, unenthused. Disinterested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rage quit is like the official name for it, but... okay. Uh, really though, like very few of these were, were true rage quits. Yeah. You know? I was going to say mine. I just lost interest. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the bad and the worst categories are so much smaller than what we usually have. We had to, you know, up the negativity. So. Yeah. <laughs> For <laughs> we sure. Had to up the negativity. We've got a well, quota. <laughs> and also it is kind of like part of Ryan's problem with this is that we're trying to review TV shows when half the season is out and it's like, oh, what do we say about this? It might totally you know shit the bed still yeah well and like it's tough for me to parse like the second season of something as opposed to like the big picture of the whole series Mm -hmm. like succession i think is the best show on this list but i that might also be skewed because i have the whole frame of what the story is it just ended yeah so i think even though like succession season four wasn't my favorite season of the series it's hard for me not to think that's one of the best shows of the year just because yeah. it's one of my favorite shows i've watched all year mm-hmm. so well I don't know. yeah i totally agree with that i hope this list reflects that attitude for the most part i think i am a little more willing to be like yo this is something i'm really enjoying right now yeah or this is something i'm really excited to talk about so like bear that in mind listener <laughs> some of this stuff is just a person that's uh a you're little, a little more patient i was gonna say uh, oh. a little more impulsive oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> so i guess we'll see but yeah let's here we go the first rage quit on my list is sadly futurama and this is a show that i mean i've loved forever yeah it was like more my show than the simpsons was as as far as the wow the yeah Matt graining stuff really yeah i mean I was watching Simpsons when I was a little kid and I thought it was hilarious, but um, Futurama I was still watching like well into adulthood, whereas I just did not do that with The Simpsons, but it's just like this great show that you don't always laugh at, but you're like, wow, that was really clever. (laughs) I feel like I smile the whole time I watch Futurama. It's been canceled three times. I was going to say, I can't believe it's only season 11. Yeah. It's been brought back from the dead so many times. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And the the first episode is really hitting on like, oh, we wouldn't have come back if we didn't have a reason, but it really didn't feel like they did. I mean, it just doesn't feel like as much work is going into it anymore. I mean, some of it is like the lazy 
technology jokes, like yeah. making fun of Alexa or how bad <laughs> voice to text is or something that like, right. you know, we've been seeing for like 10 or 15 years already. Yeah. And, and another thing is like, usually in shows like Futurama, like there's, there's at least like a B and a C plot going mm-hmm. on, you know? This had just felt like one character had something going on and the rest of them just follow that character around uh, or are near them coincidentally to to get panned to and like make jokes right. and stuff. But I don't know. It just felt like really thin. And like I said, the fact that they're, their first episode, they're really trying to sell you on like, oh, we wouldn't have come back if we didn't have a reason to. I'm like... Can't Matt Groening just invest like a normal person? Like, I don't understand why he has to... <laughs> why bre- would he need to? <laughs> ...break people's hearts. <laughs> why would he need to invest? Yeah, he's got endless money at this point, right? Well, <laughs> sure. No, you're right. He doesn't even need to. I'm just saying if he really feels the need to get richer, can yeah. you just do that instead of, like, making more bad television? He's at the point now where, like, everything he puts out is just a detriment to his investment at this point, right? Yeah. <laughs> Like true Simpsons fans, I think, are even oh, yeah. done with that show. That's been that Netflix disenchanted thing they tried to do didn't work. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's a bummer. It is. So I see you've got Shrinking on the list, which is a show I was gonna check out because mm-hmm. uh, I like Harrison Ford and Jason Segel. Yeah, it's created by the guy who did Ted Lasso, right? I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know much about it. I should also, real quick, I should also mention since this is the Rage Quit category. Futurama, I got like four episodes in. Okay. Okay. That's a healthy dosage before yeah, right. <laughs> pulling Shrink, the plug. Shrinking, I watched the pilot and I was done. Yeah. <laughs> I was very done. <laughs> very done. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So this is like, I don't know, this is on Apple or something. Yeah. It's a comedy drama about a therapist whose wife died, I think, and like he can't handle life anymore. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be funny that Jason Siegel, the main character, is like such a mess, but... I'm kind of out on the bad dad stuff. Um, <laughs> there's some more of that that we'll talk about on this list. But yeah, like getting laughs out of like, look how mean this person is to their kid. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> that kind of bad dad. Yeah, that's yeah. not cool. <laughs> not like mean, but inadvertently mean. Yeah. Like just being bad at the job of being a right. dad to the point where like I don't really, I don't know. I just don't have fun with that. Yeah. I like shows about assholes. Like Always Sunny is one of my favorite shows, but <laughs> yeah. like none of them like have kids and they always get their comeuppance and I like that kind of thing. But right. it's better when the assholes bad choices only reflects on them. When right. it starts seeping into other people. <laughs> right. And I think you're supposed to like obviously the wife passing, you're supposed to be like, Oh, I'm I want I want to root for this guy. I didn't feel like rooting for him by the end of the pilot. So yeah. <laughs> also like can't Harrison Ford just invest like a normal person? <laughs> like, why does he need to keep doing all this stuff? He's on TV now. <laughs> I heard an interview with Bill Lawrence talking about hanging out with Harrison Ford, and I oh, think yeah. they're like neighbors in real life. So I feel like he just coaxed him in one night. They were like, hi, outside. Like, come on, Harrison, come on, do my show, please. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good, dude. <laughs> Nice. Limited Harrison Ford. Fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sad about how much animation I have yeah. in, the, in the Rage Quit, but Strange Planet. Uh, this is like a book adaptation or like a comic or something or okay something. But 
it wasn't originally this. It's about these creatures that are like humans, but they're not us. It's like some other thing. It's like pointing out the strangeness of life. Like they always explain things in really plain terms in kind of this way that makes you, as you're watching it, go like, oh, that is in best case scenario. You're like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And it makes you like kind of reflect on some cultural thing or like even broader than that. Some of it is like more emotional stuff that like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. It's more gimmicky than it is funny. I only really checked it out because I saw Dan Harmon's name on it. Yeah, and he's the Rick and Morty community guy. Yeah, okay. and I loved both of those. Community, I really loved that show, and I like got really into Dan Harmon's podcast while I was watching that show and thought he was just absolutely hilarious. And early Rick and Morty, I think, is incredibly good. Doctor Strange is also great. A lot of people don't know that Dan Harmon like, punched up that script. Oh, the Marvel movie? Yeah. Oh, nice. And it's like... I can hear like his humor in yeah. it. And so <laughs> I like cool. that. I could see this show, Strange Planet, I could see it working as a book, but yeah, I just didn't really think it worked. So only got a few episodes in on that one. And then speaking of Dan Harmon, yeah. we've got Rick and Morty season seven. You know when a band gets a new <laughs> singer and oh, no. <laughs> did they replace like a creative member on so this? So Justin Roiland, who voices Rick and Morty. Got into a bit of um, Jonathan Majors, Ezra Miller-esque legal trouble oh, shit. <laughs> recently and has been fired from Rick and Morty, the show that he co-created with Dan Harmon. Yeah, and he voices the two main characters? Yeah. Oh, boy. That's... And <laughs> it really, I really do think it's good to think about it as like a lead singer that doesn't really write much but just happens to have a great voice. Yeah. Like people said that Justin Roiland, like creatively, was not important to the show, mm-hmm. but he's the voice of the two main characters. Like, right. It just, <laughs> and the the person that took over is so close. Like they're doing a good job. Yeah. And like God bless them, but like they can't hit the same highs. They can't, you know. There's like yeah. these certain modes they can't go into. And going back to like the band analogy, you know when the band gets that new singer and they know that they're not quite as good. And so they're like, we kind of got to rework things on our end too. (laughs) That kind of feels like that's what happened. And it's just like, it's all of a sudden not the same show anymore. And like, I was kind of getting bored with the show anyways. And so this just like put it over for me. Is this the first full season without him? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a big change. This has been a show that people have been telling me to check out for like as long as it's been on, and I just haven't gotten to it. I didn't yeah. realize it was seven years deep already. <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, it's way more years than that, actually, because they oh, were pretty slow with the some gaps. of yeah. yeah, yeah. But seven seasons, um, yeah, I think, you know, they found a formula at a certain point, and they've been doing that. Dan Harmon is, like, obsessed with syndication. He wants to get, I think... At the time I heard him talking about this with with Community, it was like, once we get to six seasons, then other networks will pick it up and we get more money. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I don't know. I kind of look at him like, you fucker. Like, (laughs) you know this isn't even your best stuff anymore. (laughs) I just love his writing, so I just want him to be firing on all cylinders all the time. It's not really a fair expectation. (laughs) How many episodes did you give season seven of Rick and Morty? Three. Three? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and another animated show. Yeah. Like I just and I love animation, <laughs> so it's a bummer. All right. 
Let's move on. Loki season two. I really liked season one. I think we talked about that recently. It's one of the few Marvel shows that I've been interested in. It was able to build like this whole unique setting that actually did feel like not just the thing that Marvel does now where they're like, oh, just put a bunch of weird shit in it. Um, <laughs> they were one of the first multiverse movies, right? Or multiverse properties from Marvel? Loki? Yeah. I don't know, dude. It's more, they're, they're always talking about time and I kind of yeah. like get mixed up a little bit where I'm like, well, I, okay, I know time and space are like connected in this weird <laughs> Einstein way, but like, I don't know if that's what they're talking about because okay. they don't say multiverse as much. But then when Kang shows up, he's like, yeah, there's like 50, 50,000 of me, dude. <laughs> They're all in different universes. And so, yeah, that, that gets multiverse but it wasn't doing anything. It was like kind of picking up pieces from season one, just dragging its feet, moving pretty slow. The one kind of like unique thing they seemed to do was invite, uh, oh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but Ki-Hu Kwan from- oh, yeah from uh everything everywhere all at once yeah which is kind of the classic marvel thing to do at this point <laughs> right. is like get an actor who's popular from like a good movie and be like look yeah it's him again <laughs> which bums me out because marvel used to be able to make actors cool yeah yeah robert downey jr and chris evans like those dudes weren't really doing shit career-wise until they started taking on those roles and now yeah. when you see them in a movie you're like oh chris evans like yeah. who would have ever fucking thought that before i feel like that's their issue now like they don't have any big central characters like yeah. chadwick passing yeah. having chris evans and robert downey jr both give up their roles i think universal still has a stranglehold on the hulk property so they yeah. can't do anything with mark ruffalo mm. well you know loki's one of their wrong long running cool characters and they weren't able to use him to get me interested so yeah, that's a bummer I, yeah i think it's more more a writing problem than a personnel problem yeah. but what's your hate on invincible dude <laughs> season two you bailed on that one i knew that you were gonna have problem with this yeah because <laughs> deal ben really likes the show are you watching season two i watched one or two episodes it's mm -hmm. going weekly <laughs> and then what happened that's what max i don't did. know yeah <laughs> Exactly, dude. That's that's what happened to me. What do you mean? You watched one or I two? I watched and then... one or two, and then I forgot it was even happening. That's because <laughs> they only put them out weekly. But if it's a show you like, you don't forget. <laughs> yeah. You know uh, what I'm I, saying? Yeah. Like, to an extent, it might be one where you're like, oh, yeah, it's all out now. I'll, I'll binge through it. I don't know. You guys probably remember last, like, the end of season one, I was kind of already not sure about this show because... It seems like they want to do like the Darth Vader Luke thing sort of with the the dad and the son. Yeah. Like, oh, he's a bad guy, but maybe he can be redeemed. But the season finale is him just murdering like so many people. Like it's genocide. And okay, it happens in Star Wars too, but it's done <laughs> way differently and it shouldn't yeah. work there, but it does. Cuz you for some reason don't think about the fact that Darth Vader blew up Alderaan. Maybe because right. he's not the one given the order or something. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it seemed like season two started to dance around that. And so I was like, no, I don't want that. Mark was kind of boring this season to me, just kind of mopey. He's really mean to his mom. Yeah. And I didn't like seeing that. And so it was hard. It, the first few episodes felt like a slog and then I bounced. So, yeah, yeah. I might come back around to it. Okay. You know? 
So I keep forgetting they made a TV show out of Godzilla. How how deep did you make it into that show? That one also like three or four, believe wow, it or not. You stuck, yeah. Okay. And I think I only saw Godzilla like one time. So I was like, <laughs> I'm out, dude. Yeah. I don't know what I was expecting. Like <laughs> I'm kind of surprised I, they're not restarting. Like DCU mm. finally pulled the plug on their universe. And and they're gonna monster make, verse yeah, is still like, they're still chugging and gonna put it. out another king kong versus godzilla movie this year like i think it's it's okay just let it go that's wild <laughs> meanwhile japan is making godzilla movies that people actually like yeah you know? i heard that one is like nuts <laughs> right i hear that one is we're good. still forcing well, and, and shin godzilla did really well that was 2016 yeah uh it didn't it wasn't big over here but like it's supposed to be a really good movie and yeah. uh yeah obviously our Godzillas have not been that great. But yeah, that's, you know, who has the budget for for this show? No one. Like, you can't do a Godzilla TV show. No, it's like, how do you make a disaster movie into yeah. a long series? Like, that doesn't make that sense. That too. That's a really good point <laughs> is stretching it out. But the whole cinematic universe they've created this time around is getting into all these like, I mean, it's like the conspiracy theory yeah. uh, thing in oh, those yeah. movies is so funny to me. Like the hollow earth theory. Yeah, that was nuts. Um, funny enough, in this show, someone makes like a disparaging joke about the <laughs> flat earth theory or like people that believe in that shit. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute, writers. Didn't you guys like, just journey to the center of the guys... earth? <laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that felt mean. <laughs> so the worst tier? Yeah. So now we're in the worst. Uh, pretty small tier. Only only two of them in here. Only two. <laughs> you can probably guess what they are if you've been listening to the show. That's Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got the idol, right? Yeah. And... There's nothing to say about it that I haven't already said. It's the idol. It was the weekend's uh, ill-conceived attempt at transitioning into on-screen career. Big Hollywood boy <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't work out. I'm not saying it's all his fault. Well, but, he did uh, kind of like boot the director and refilm a lot of it, right? Yeah, I'm not saying that it's <laughs> all his fault. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> It's not not his fault, though. Right. <laughs> so that's the worst. That's 35. Mm -hmm. And I've got it 34, Twisted Metal. Right. Which... Which I guess it would be like Rage Quit category for me because yeah. I watched two or three of them. <laughs> I stuck with it just because I'm a dumb mark for the, <laughs> the fucking licensing. Yep. I just wanted to eat up the IP that I recognized and... <laughs> I'll probably watch season two because you know, they've already hooked me with saying, oh, it's going to be so much better. I'm like, oh, maybe it, it can't get worse, so maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> That's how they get you. It yeah. is, yeah. Okay, so the bad tier also only has two shows in it. And are they both Star Wars shows? <laughs> oh, wait, what? I didn't do that on purpose. I swear. <laughs> I swear I didn't do that on purpose. But uh, yeah, that might be the case. <laughs> so bad, but not happened. terrible. Yeah. Bad but not terrible. So Ahsoka is the first one we're going to talk about. Mando came out earlier in the year, right? And yeah. people were like, oh, man, season three of Mando sucks. But yeah. but it's because Dave Filoni's working on Ahsoka. Yeah. And it's because that one's going to be real good. And they don't have Dave <laughs> Filoni for Mando. But uh, yeah, Ahsoka turned out to be worse than Mando really? this year. Wow. I thought. Yeah. I really thought so. Maybe it's because I already have like 
some attachment to the Mando characters, whereas yeah, um, I guess I like technically have attachment to the Ahsoka characters, but these are live action versions of them, and I didn't feel like it was a good translation from the Rebels show, yeah, where you see Ahsoka and um, Ezra and Sabine and a bunch of characters you guys don't know. So for Ahsoka, is it like an adaptation of the animated show or is it no. picking up where the animated show left off? Picking up like years after the animated show leaves off. Okay, so it's um, a continuation. Yeah, okay. and I think it's like close to where Mando is in the timeline. I'm getting honestly real confused with that <laughs> stuff at this point. It's I'm, hard. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to worry about it too much, but it's interesting because another thing you hear a lot with Dave Filoni is like, oh, this guy redeemed the prequels through the Clone Wars series and through the Rebels series. Like he took a lot of that stuff and made it cool and Mm -hmm. added these different dimensions to it that explained it in in ways. And I think that's actually true. I still don't enjoy the the prequel movies. (laughs) Right. But I enjoy the shows that he made and it's using a lot of the stuff from the prequels. It's just using it in a better way. And he added some cool stuff. Ahsoka Tano is a new character that he made up and keeps bringing back. But I think that's part of the problem. Like he loves that stuff. He loves his own stuff at this point. He's really catering to a very specific sect of the Star Wars fandom that I think is down for like not great acting, not great directing, slow dialogue, Hayden Christensen in the prequels style <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Because that's what this show feels like. Oof. Yeah. That's yeah. not great. Like everyone's super stoic. Cool. Yeah. I, I would like different <laughs> personality traits though to balance that out. That would yeah. be nice. Especially when like, like I said, doesn't match the cartoon characters. Like yeah. it's just, they don't feel like the same characters anymore to me. I think, it, you know, it's fun for those people that like that stuff, but not everyone wants witches in Star Wars, you know? I didn't know there's witches. There's witches now. <laughs> They're been, they've been around for a while. I Dang. was able to, like, ignore it in the cartoons because it's yeah. like, ah, oh, you know, whatever. This will be over in 20 minutes, but <laughs> this was... <laughs> we'll just forget this little 20-minute episode yeah, ever happened. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I can skip this one. Um, all right, so as promised, <laughs> on the heels of uh, Ahsoka... We got Mandalorian season three. It was, I don't know. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. (laughs) Part of what bothers me so much about this is like the volume stuff is really kind of eaten at me at this point. Volume as in just how much they're making? The volume, like the- The sound? uh, No. um, (laughs) The set that they use that has like the screen projection and stuff. And they've been using that since Mando season one. They've used it on a lot of the Marvel stuff. I just, I don't think it works as well as they think it does. I mean, you can tell that they're in a small space most of the time in these shows. It just feels like they're in a small setting. And going from the Star Wars movies to feeling like you're in a small space. Yeah, again, it's like that prequels problem where you watch those and you're like, what is what is going on here? Why does this feel weird? Because it's, right. it's all green screen. Right. There's nothing real on the screen. Yeah. Right now. It's all exactly. There's a video no game. weight to anything. It's a video <laughs> game. Yeah. It's a real good looking video game. Um, also, I just I you cannot convince me that the Mandalorians are not just total dumbos at this point. <laughs> like, there's this scene in this year. I think it was this season where they're all like. There's like a hundred of them. It's like the whole colony just out on the beach 
practicing their Mando stuff. Everyone's got their armor on. Everyone's just doing karate moves like with their partner. <laughs> yeah. And then some big alien bird comes and eats like half of them and they can't defend <laughs> against it because these super badass people, the Mandalorians, like just are always getting their ass kicked in their own show. <laughs> I don't know. It just feels so goofy to me at this point. I just there wasn't there wasn't much going on with for Mando this season. They did some stuff plot wise and then just kind of like did a loop de loo and undid it. So <laughs> that's the worst. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. So that caps off the bad tier. We're already into the mid. So yeah, your your bad tiers are pretty small, but like mm-hmm. we said, it's easier to bail on the I bad jump, stuff earlier. Especially when I'm the one making a list. Right, like right. when we do the TV stuff, when we do movies by the end of the year, I'm looking at like stuff you've already rated as bad and I'm like, ah, yeah, right. we got to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> i still gotta circle back to the pope's exorcist that's sitting right. there waiting for me <laughs> it's like you're yeah it's like that I, was your one assignment right. this year right i gave you like 60 movies to watch and i've got one just sitting there like yeah i probably should watch this. i think i told you not to so you're good you're good all right so what 31 we've got i'm a virgo i'm a virgo that's the worst mid yeah we talked about that a little bit i think we've mostly said how we felt about it if yeah. you really want to hear that, you can look up when the show was released and like find <laughs> our show yeah. that was released around that time. That was over the summer. Yeah, we got I'm a Virgo at 31, Yellow Jackets Season 2 at 30. We also kind of talked about that one. Yeah. I mean... Follow the House of Ushers, 29. Mm-hmm. 28, we got Ted Lasso Season 3. This is me yeah, only, This is right? you, yeah. Did you watch Ted Lasso Season 3, Ben? I know you were no, watching Ted I watched, Lasso. I watched like the first two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And Same. It, it feels real abrupt that they ended it after three seasons. Mm. And like, that's just, I couldn't shake that feeling watching the third season. Like there were a couple good episodes, but like for the most part, it felt like they were just really rushing, wrapping this up mm. and like doing callbacks where it's like, you guys haven't earned those jokes yet. Like you're been only on for in, like 20 like episodes. <laughs> doing a victory lap. Yeah. Right. I know what you mean. <laughs> so it, it wasn't bad, but yeah, mid, pretty mid. Cool. I All asked right. you about Barry season four and you yeah. didn't sound interested in checking it out. So what, yeah, what caused you to circle did. back? I must have had a lot of free time. I think it was <laughs> I think it was while my professors were striking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we talked about that on the show yet. We talked about the actors and writer strike, but yeah. Oh yeah. Strike During Max's three. school year, all of his teachers went on strike. So yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. had and, a lot of free time. Right, yeah. <laughs> had some free time to watch Barry season four. <laughs> I think I just like heard, oh, it's real dark. And like, yeah, the whole big time jump thing that they do just to make the point of like, people don't change. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, yeah. Major bummer of a, of a message. Season three was great. I think they could have just figured out how to wrap it there. Yeah. You know? Like, I was really hoping they were going to have another like massively chaotic action sequence at some yeah. point this season, especially with the way they're building up to the finale. But I guess like, I don't know, the way this show goes, I shouldn't have expected they're going to go the traditional route. But I thought the NoHo Hank showdown stuff was kind of cool. Yeah. I didn't need it to be quite so on the nose with like him dying on the statue of yeah. <laughs> his, his lover. I actually, I think, appreciate the... Um, the abruptness of that action scene because it's over in like 10 seconds but it's a good scene you know and just the 
them kind of sitting on the aftermath of like these guys writhing on the floor as they're like slowly dying from bullet wounds. Right. Like, I don't know. I hadn't seen anything like that. So no. it's it kind of cool. It's definitely different. And that's, this show always goes to show you something you usually haven't seen before, yeah. which I think it's really good at that. And like, you can just tell that Bill Hader is such a like film nerd. Yeah. You know, just by like, how much he did kind of explore using different techniques um, for filming in the show. Like it's anyone that just likes cinematography, like it's a great show to yeah, watch. For sure. That episode in the, the second season where he's chasing down the karate girl, that is one of the best episodes of TV. And then it just hits you with directed by Bill Hader at the end. Like that's such a good episode. Yeah. All right, here we are. 26, you got Swarm. Here's Swarm. Which, like, flew so under the radar for a Donald Glover TV show. I don't feel like anyone talked about this. The people that I listened to were talking about it for when it came out and, and dropped it like it was not interesting anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say dropped it like it's hot, but that <laughs> that's, like, a good thing, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> no, they dropped this like it's not. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is Donald Glover's show about basically about unhinged Beyonce fans, in case you didn't know. Right. But it's using like a different artist or like a made up artist as a uh, very obviously that as an though. avatar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. It's kind of weird, dude. Like, I don't know. I I thought it was pretty fascinating, but I also thought it was like a very messy show. Like I enjoy Atlanta more than this stuff. This felt like kind of reject season three Atlanta episodes. Right. Just like, stretched into a whole series. Just characters <laughs> that were on a page that he wanted to write. And then just like you throw in Dre killing him at the end. Yeah. Even if they're not really a bad person. Like that was the other thing that I thought was kind of frustrating is like, there's no real morality to the, <laughs> to the main character or the killer. Yeah. And I don't know, like I'm not saying she needs to be Dexter, but like, it's just, <laughs> Yeah, it was like harder to have fun with when it's like sometimes you're like bothered by the the uh ruthlessness of the character, you know. It was I did watch the whole thing. So enjoyment so. factors in. How much does like rewatchability factor into how much you enjoy something? Cuz I was thinking about this recently and like Ben and I like nerded out over Breaking Bad forever. Forever. And I've never had an inclination to rewatch that show at all yeah yeah but you never rewatch anything i'm rewatching the sopranos right now and really? i'm like does this mean i like the sopranos more than breaking bad because huh. i'm enjoying this substantially right how now. long had it been since you watched that sopranos yeah. i think i watched that like 2018 so oh more recently than i watched yeah. breaking bad well i think breaking bad is better than the office but i rewatched the office like 20 times right and there's yeah. something to say about like comedies are more yeah. rewatchable than dramas right but I don't know. Especially with Breaking Bad, dude. Like, you yeah. never knew where shit was going to go. Right. Every up, But once you know everything, it's... um, Some of its charms definitely worn off. Yeah. yeah. But know? again, I've rewatched Twin Peaks probably two or three times. At least the first two seasons. I enjoy that. Yeah, but you watch Twin Peaks for, like, the vibes. I yes, guess, dude. You know. The trippiness. The <laughs> fucking Black quirky. Lodge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Does Just, that... Does rewatchability play into your TV enjoyment at all? Not with TV. I would yeah. say more so with movies and video games. Yeah. I want gotcha. replayability. And in music. Like, my favorite music is stuff where I'm like, 
I listen to an album and I'm like, well, I only got like 3% of that, you know, like that, <laughs> right. uh, that Shinabubla album that oh, I right. showed you guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, that shit's wild, you know, like yeah. you can't keep up with that. Yeah. You have to listen to it a lot. But with TV, yeah, no, I don't really think about it. Yeah. Um, well, and TV is just, it's so much to take in, like rewatching a whole drama series or whatever. It has to right. be really, really something you want to unpack again. That's a commitment. Yeah. For sure, for sure. All right, you got Never Have I Ever, season four at 25. Yeah, Ben, just, you saw that one, right? Yeah, I'm just, I was just bummed it ended. Final season, yeah. right? Yeah. Mindy Cowling show. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. that, Um, I don't know if I was stoked on who she ended up with. Really? Yeah. I thought, I thought be... it was the better choice, right? Probably, like, I don't know. More. Um... You guys are talking about this like it's The Bachelor. This is a sitcom, right? <laughs> I guess it is. It's been a love triangle for four seasons. So really? yeah, that was okay. a that was a big thing that we were all invested in. I just thought she was hilarious. She carried the whole show. She did yeah. carry the whole show. Like her her little one liners, like her character was so witty and she played it very well. Ben is really good too. The guy that she yeah that guy's is, is pretty darn funny. One thing that bummed me out though, honestly, is I feel like they didn't know what to do with the side characters anymore. Like Fabiola and mm. her other friend just they seemed were just to kind of always like, mad at her. She always did something to piss everyone right. off. They were just kind of used as like plot devices. Yeah. And like the, like her hot cousin that lives with them. I could have used some more yep. of, of her in the show. Oh, I bet you could have. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, that mean? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but some of the actors are just super charismatic. So. Yeah. Like that makes the show fun, and and the narration thing. Like, yeah, I'm glad that wasn't just like a season one gimmick. Like yep. John McEnroe did a great job in this show. He's the like narrating uh, was cool. Yeah, definitely underrated. Twenty four. We got. I think you should leave season three. Yeah, it's down there pretty mid. We've, yeah, we talked about we've it. Talked right. about it a lot. You guys know that I like. Yeah, I don't know if I was just in a bad mood when I watched this season, but like I've gone back and yeah. I'm like. No, it's just Egg Game and the Zipline. Yeah. Those are the only two that I care There's not about. a lot of good stuff. Like I tried to rewatch it too, and it's like I like a, it more and more. There's dude. a couple, but yeah, it's a lot more misses than hits for me, for sure. Yeah, you're up, Ryan. Twenty three. That's me. Uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel, season mm-hmm. five. This is another show that was in its final year. It started off really strong. Like the first two seasons are great. Mm-hmm. The last two have not been. And so this one I found to be like a pretty good ending to the show. Like it wrapped up everything really cool. It did also like a flash forward thing where she's doing like a 60 minutes interview looking back at her career to fill in a lot of the gaps of like what she does after she breaks. So I thought that was a really cool device, even though uh, some of the places that like the side characters ended up were kind of boring, like her Hmm. ex-husband and her parents. Hmm. Which was kind of a letdown, but overall it was decent. Like it was a good ending, but I don't think it's worth. Like you only saw the first two seasons, right? Or the first season? First two or three. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's worth like catching up to okay. watch. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this one. My wife's a huge fan of the Gilmore Girls, mm-hmm. and it was created by the same. Uh, what's her? Really? Palomino? Yeah. Interesting. Or Paladino? I can't remember. But it was I- one of those shows where it started out like. My wife wanted to watch it, so it was something we could watch together. And yeah. by the end of like season four, I was the one like, "Are we gonna watch this?" Yeah. She's like, I don't know. I'm kind of yeah. over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that. 
Um, 22, you got Silo. That was another Silo. one I was going to watch, and I never did. You never ended up no. watching it? Oh, I thought you did for some reason. No. I so, think it was just because it was Rashida Jones. I was like, I need to watch that. I like her. <laughs> oh, Rashida Jones is great. But it's not a comedy. It's not a comedy. It's no. like pretty pretty grim, like mood-wise and everything. And like the setting is everyone is in this silo that's like in the earth, you know? Yeah. They can't go outside because it's like poison outside. Right. And society has completely reformed around that, yeah. their new setting and everything. The world building is so interesting. Like, yeah. I really enjoyed all of that. And it's like, it's more of a mystery thing, you know? You mm-hmm. s- it starts asking questions and I don't know, maybe like has some stuff in common with like Lost or like Westworld as far as like, oh, this is our reality, but is it more complex than it seems or right. is it maybe not what it seems? Uh, Rebecca Ferguson is is actually like more of the main character of this show yeah. <laughs> and I love her yeah. a lot. So that was cool. I don't think this is like her best work. I think, I don't know, some of the character choices she made are kind of strange, but maybe that was just because, like I said, the the tone of the show is is pretty like um, oppressive in a way. There's some other great actors in this, like um, Tim Robbins. I haven't Tim seen him Robbins, in anything for a while. Man. Man. Yeah, that's that's tight. Tim Robbins was pretty great. Common doing his best. Yeah, still, his not, best. still not quite there, but I think someday. <laughs> um, and the mom from Succession, the real shitty English mom that they have. It's oh, always fuck. just like not yeah. feeding them and stuff. The worst, yeah. She's awesome in this show. Completely different character. Really? She's doing this like quirky accent. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's one thing about the silo is everyone has like different accents. And I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. You all grew up in this silo. How did that happen? Whatever. It's yeah. cool. It um, seems cool. It seems like a just real dark uh, severance. I don't know why it gave me that vibes. Maybe it's just the Apple TV thing. And also the mystery, I yeah. think. Yeah, because it is that puzzle box kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my complaint is that I want more out of the characters. Yeah. It feels like kind of same as Westworld, like very focused on the mystery, but like maybe leaving the characters a little too thin for the viewer to be like fully invested in the mystery. Right. Gotcha. It's like, yeah, I like, I like a good mystery, but like, I want to, I want to care more about the person that is affected by that. Right. So yeah. hoping for more from next season, but um, I think it's a good one to check out. Like it was, it was pretty satisfying as like a whole already. Mm-hmm. So uh, 21, The Last of the Mid, we've got A Murder at the End of the World, which yeah. I don't know if I've even heard of that one. Did you guys watch the OA? No, nope. that's okay. another Netflix show, it's right? It's a Netflix show. This is the same creators that did the OA, Okay. which I never watched, but this is a murder mystery. The main reason I stuck with it is this actor, Emma Corrin. I found them really compelling. I was very absorbed by their performance and luckily so because the show like presents itself as an ensemble thing with like clive owen and oh yeah um what's his name harris dixon from triangle of sadness who plays like the oh yeah (laughs) the dude in that yeah yeah some great actors but like they all kind of i don't know when this happened in the process but like it's so many uh flashbacks of like Uh, emma corrin and her relationship with the harris dixon character who I loved in Triangle of Sadness, but I don't love him in this. He's yeah. like 
not far off from a manic pixie dream boy. Like he just feels <laughs> yeah. like a lame 23 year old girl's idea of what a cool guy is. Yeah. He's got all these dumb little tattoos. He compares cell phones to cigarettes at one point. Oh my God. He's like a Banksy. He sucks. It's, he sucks. Uh, so yeah, I just, the mystery was interesting, but I didn't feel like that's what I was watching most of the time. Like when they got, wrapped it all up in the finale i was like oh cool i just wish you hadn't made me watch like so many of these cringy like (laughs) cuddly flashbacks with these two characters and this is only one season so they're not coming back oh no at least according to imdb oh interesting so well that's too bad because i was kind of hoping if they could like figure out a better formula for season two but oh well yeah who knows they might pick it back up they they totally (laughs) could yeah um all right so we're into the good tier oh nice Oh, we got an animated show that made yeah. the good. There we go. Harley Quinn. That's already on season four. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys even know this was a thing? Like, I think I just learned about it like last year because I heard there's a Harley Quinn show. I was like, oh, shit, I got to see it. And I was like, oh, it's a cartoon. I don't know. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> Dude, it's good, though. It's yeah. really funny. It um, It's so much more like crude than you would expect from yeah, I've a heard, DC thing. I've heard it's very adult. It's funny. It kind of does like the Guardians of the Galaxy thing where it's just this like misfit crew. Yeah. It's Harley and Clayface, King Shark, Dr. Psycho, and Kite Man. Nice. Um, just like the funniest crew of people. Oh, and Poison Ivy. <laughs> it, I think it's slipped a little bit the past two seasons. They're like Harley and, and Ivy get together after like season two and it becomes like more focused on those two characters and it becomes less of the team to the point where like kite man i don't think is even really in the show anymore uh gotcha but it's almost like taking kramer out of seinfeld (laughs) to me like kite man was like a super funny crucial part of the show yeah and um it's still good it's just kind of transformed into a different thing and dude i i'm like does Zaslav know this one's going on? Like, I just, <laughs> I don't know how they're getting away with, like, doing four seasons of a Harley Quinn animated show. But I love it. That's great, yeah. Something good DC's putting out. That's yeah. a relief. More... I just looked up the IMDb and saw that Diedrich Bader is Batman. That's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, man. From the Drew Carey show? Yeah. <laughs> he's good. He's, he's a good Batman. I like him a lot. And like uh, Kaylee Cuoco. Is Harley who, Quinn. Yeah. She's so good. Really? She That's interesting. She is really funny. Like she can just screech and it's really funny. Oh, and Lake Bell plays Ivy, who's like. Okay, yeah. You know, Lake Bell. I think well-known as a voice actor. She was in that In a World movie that was all about voice acting. I love Lake Bell. But people should check out that show. Okay. Um, Another superhero thing, Gen V, which is a spinoff of The Boys. Ben, you said you were going to watch this. Did you get around to it? I haven't watched it yet. Okay. All right. Ryan? I still haven't watched The Boys. boys. I'm I'm way behind. (laughs) How does this connect to The Boys? In a good way. In like a not too much way, but also the connections are there mm-hmm. and it's just more fun. You guys remember, what's the character's name? Ashley. She's like the Vought uh, PR person or something. But yeah. one of those characters, like she pops up a few times. I think the deep pops up for a second. Homelander's in it a tiny bit. Like it connects, but it's not, it always makes sense when it connects. It's not egregious. The show also feels like 
it's a similar tone to the boys, but it's not there's more of a range. It's not the Marvel thing where it's like, oh, don't step out of your square. Right. It's like <laughs> it starts off on kind of a different tone, but you could still see the characters like meshing with the boys' characters, which yeah. is which is cool. It's got a little but bit more of its own identity. It does okay. because it's like trying to do this college teen college drama thing. Okay. And the superpowers are often used as like analogies to stuff people would be dealing with at that age like gotcha there's this girl that can shrink like ant-man style but she can only do that when she throws up (laughs) uh so it's kind of like this like eating disorder thing and they like it's not just half-baked like it they really do try to develop those ideas Mm -hmm. and like have the characters grapple with that stuff instead of just doing like a gimmicky thing or I even feel like the in in a show like The Boys, it would be more used as just like a joke. Yeah. Uh, and I think this show has like maybe a little more heart in that way, and it's still funny, but it's not like it's not as like quite as dark and grotesque as The Boys, uh, at least not all the time. So gotcha. I liked it. It was cool. All right. So we got that at nineteen. Eighteen is Perry Mason season two. <laughs> You guys even like know what this is? No, I'm just like <laughs> I'm just like a total nerd for putting Perry Mason Perry on Mason. here. It's a 1930s detective show slash courtroom drama. Okay, and it's been like remade. Yeah, this is kind of a remake. Okay, of like kind of a remake. <laughs> yeah, ask your dad. He probably knows who Perry Mason is. I swear to God. Um, I got the new Perry Mason in IMDb, 1973. <laughs> that was the new. That was the new Perry Mason. All right, so ask your grandpa. Maybe he's been around. Perry Mason is. I don't know, dude. This show's super underrated. What is it on? Is it like a Netflix? HBO. HBO. Okay. Yeah, and it looks like it has HBO money. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm not usually here for like period pieces, but I'm like, dude, this show looks so good. It looks like the 1930s. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Look at all those cars and <laughs> square ties and suits. Um, I don't think this show is going to be on much longer (laughs) just because I feel like it's on HBO. (laughs) It's on HBO. They gave it a bunch of money. It's probably not as many viewers as what they want. Otherwise, like you guys would at least know what it was, you know, part of what's interesting about this show is that like you would expect like, oh, 1930s HBO show. I'll bet this is like full of like racist stuff and like set you know just like kind of taking all of like the stuff of the time period and being like let's amp it up you know (laughs) it doesn't really do that at least the main characters are kind of like maybe a bit more progressive than the typical 1930s person yeah it's like a little more relatable for us watching it i think because it's a little more like they're a little more in line with like the social mores of a modern day um, or at least like relatable, but it doesn't feel cheesy because like the rest of the world is still like, nah, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck fuck those weird people that aren't like us, you know? And it creates this kind of like underdog dynamic where like you're rooting for Perry Mason because yeah, he's like defending people that no one else would take the case for. And he's getting punched in the face by the other (laughs) lawyer and, (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's not going to be around much longer, so... <laughs> Check it out while you can. Check it out while you can, because they probably won't put it on... They'll put it on Tubi or something. <laughs> they'll dump it. Yeah, they're not even going to get residuals off that one. <laughs> Damn, no, dude. Not with two seasons. 
17 we got what we do in the shadows season five you guys ever watched no i finally just watched the movie but yeah do you like it yeah the movie's great i like taika yeah i mean uh what is that hunt for the wilder people it's probably my favorite one of his but what we do in the shadows is great i need to see this show i heard next season's gonna be the last oh really yeah so oh man um, that's too bad you know one thing that i think is uh cool about it is it doesn't seem like a show that it would have worked for this long yeah it feels too gimmicky right or like too i don't know vampires living in new york in modern day yeah like that that doesn't sound like something you can make this many seasons of but i'm always surprised by how much i enjoy it like i usually binge these mm-hmm. it's and i don't binge a lot of stuff but like they're just funny and part of it is the cast is so good like they're all just really funny people that can do like great voices and great physical comedy and but they don't just like put everything on the actors the writing really backs it up they come up with new stuff every season like one of the characters this season no at the end of last season he like died but then gave birth to himself and so he was like a baby for part of the season and then like was growing rapidly and like turned into a toddler and by the end of the season he's like full grown again super weird but like just watch it it works it's funny it's it's good so uh yeah i think i felt kind of the same way you described it where like when i heard it was getting turned into a tv show i was just like okay Taika's the big new thing in Hollywood. Yep. They're just going to milk him for every idea he has until they run out. But yep. I've heard from a lot of people that the show is better than the movie. I know a lot of people are over Taika at this point. I know that his stock has dropped quite a bit yeah. in recent years, especially after the second Thor. Yeah, Don't let that stop you from <laughs> checking this out. I don't even think he's that involved in this show. It looks know? like Jermaine Clement does most of the writing on it from uh, Flight of the Concords. And so. he's the best yeah i love jermaine clement <laughs> so yeah so that's a 17 16 we got righteous gemstone season three here we go we talked a little bit about that one we're we're stumbling into a, a whole block of stuff we've covered a whole bunch of <laughs> well and a whole bunch of comedies yeah. too. yeah um i just like didn't know exactly where to rate all these comedies but yeah yeah righteous gemstone season three yeah that was good my parents really liked this show and i was i was visiting them and they were like trying to find something to watch it's like well if you guys like that check out uh vice principles that that's another it's yeah. like the same thing right and we started watching it and like it felt way meaner yeah it didn't feel as fun it didn't have that fun kind of last time we talked about this i i still don't know how to articulate this but like the way they shoot stuff in righteous gemstones and the way they score stuff it feels surreal yeah at times like just slightly but that and like kind of some of the kinder tone that this has, I think maybe makes it like the best and probably most rewatchable yeah. show that that what's his name? Danny <laughs> McBride. Danny McBride yeah. has made. No, I missed Vice Principles, but I was a huge fan of Eastbound and Down when that came out. Yeah. And I tried to rewatch the first season of that. And that's so cringy now. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a reason that I was like, let's try Vice Principles because yeah. I knew that was not going to work. That came out in like 2009 or something. Yeah, I'm there's sure a it's lot of stuff like, where I'm like, oh, this yeah. did not age very well. Yeah. On Eastbound and Down? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I could see it. <laughs> 15, we got Only Murders in the Building season three. Yeah. Did you like season two of that show? Because I felt like that was a dip and this was kind of a rebound. I would agree with that. But I, you know, I was thinking about this show and there's, 
there's something that's always bothered me about it, and I think I figured out what it is. I don't like the murder mystery stuff. I wish it would just be a comedy. Yeah. I don't need the plot. I don't think they do a good job with it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think they do some pretty egregious stuff as far as like cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> end of episode three. Oh, no. We found the killer. No, right. you didn't. You're three episodes in. Right. I know that you didn't. <laughs> don't treat me like a dumbass. <laughs> right. <laughs> For sure. So like other than that, yeah, man. Steve Martin grew up watching him. Like my parents love Steve Martin and Martin Short, so it's fun to see them again. Selena Gomez surprisingly great. Like I'd never seen her in anything before. She was just like a Disney actor before, right? Yeah. She's in Spring Breakers. That was great. Really? Oh yeah, she was, dude. <laughs> Spring Not... Breakers was tight. Yeah. Not for long though. No, she was the first one to bail. Yeah. She was she like a stick. she was like Taylor Swift in that one movie. <laughs> no, she didn't get run over <laughs> in the first five Dang minutes, it. but <laughs> She was like, she saw James Franco. I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Smartest is, character in the right, movie. She had the best rationale. <laughs> <laughs> My dark tannin oil. Dude, I fucking love that movie. That movie's great. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> All right. 14, The After Party. That is, yeah. what's his name? Dude from I Think You Should Leave show, right? Sam Richardson. Sam Richardson, right? yeah. Is it? It's his show. I mean, he's one of the main characters. He's oh, like, that's cool. Yeah, he's he's arguably the main character in it. And this um, was not intentionally their last season, right? But they got canceled. Did that happen? I think so. Oh, that's too bad. That's a bummer. Um, Sam Richardson, Zoe Chow, and Tiffany Haddish are like the main characters in this show and have been for like both seasons. But it does like an ensemble thing. And even though the first two seasons are related, it's like, mostly a new cast in the second season this show just has such a good idea like a a murder happens and it's like you know there's like a group of 10 people and each episode is one of them getting interviewed like they're a suspect okay and the style of the filmmaking of like recounting their story will change depending on their personality oh that's kind of based on their personality there it's a huge part of it it's a huge draw of it for me yeah um because they'll do anything from like you know it'll start as like a romantic comedy and then the next character tells their story and it's basically like an action movie yeah um this season had like a wes anderson style episode <laughs> that i enjoyed more than anything wes anderson has made in 20 years right? so that yeah. was pretty cool i think it's um it's Lord and Miller, or it's like one of them. I think it might be Chris Miller who does this. They did like oh, 21 yeah. Jump Street, the Lego movie, like Spider Man, right? Spider Man. Spider Verse. A little bit yeah. of solo. Um, so it doesn't always work, but like, yeah, when those guys are on fire, like they really make something good. Yeah. I'm surprised and this got ditched after two seasons. Kind of weird. That's I'm kind of surprised to hear that. All right. So that's at 14. 13 is Party Down Season 3. <laughs> All right. I've still not seen this show. This is, uh, what's his name? Dude from Parks and Rec and Severance. Adam Scott show. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And this is like a legacy sequel, basically, right? They're picking up after 10 years or so. Yeah. So this is like a revived stars comedy about um, caterers that are like wannabe actors. It's people working in the catering service out in Los Angeles, or I would assume. Yeah. And they're all like, yeah. Trying to become actors, 
I loved season one and two. Like we kind of just discovered that like everyone when it came on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Cause I don't think this was like big when it was on stars. You no, know? it was no very short lived. Right. <laughs> the setup to it feels good and like not too forced. Yeah. Which is something I was like, okay, these people are way older now. How are they going to make right. them all get back together in the catering service? But it, it worked well. Nice. I was like concerned in the first few episodes because I thought they were just going to go for some like easy target stuff. Like one of the actors basically gets canceled in one of the first few episodes. And I was like, yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> over this even as a joke yeah. already. But it hit its stride like almost immediately after that like yeah. it really turned turned around quickly it uh kind of gets more introspective in a cool way just because like i said the characters are older now right. they're like 40 somethings working in a catering service and like yeah. potentially still wanting to like act or something uh so that's cool the show also like lucked out by having adam scott before he was really adam scott yeah and now like getting him to come back because like dude's kind of a name now well, that was and, like the rumor around the original show, right? Like they they kind of got Adam Scott poached out from under him to go to Parks and Rec. And that's I why... I could see it happening. <laughs> I mean, well, it's, it's interesting because like on a meta level, the first two seasons, like everyone's telling his character like, oh, you're actually a really good actor. Like yeah. you used to be, you were in this movie and like, <laughs> wow, you could really be something. And it kind of like builds yeah. almost. And I wonder how much of it was like, yeah, they were writing to what was actually going on in reality. So, right. It's um, good to see Martin Starr there, too. I Martin Starr, Ken Marino, yeah. who's like one of my favorite comedic actors. Uh, looking forward to season four. Oh, they're doing another season, too. I think so. Awesome. That's yeah. Tight. Yep. And I think Lizzie Kaplan is coming back for that one, who was like a big part of the, the first two seasons. So I'm stoked. Awesome. Yeah. All right. 12, we got Jury Duty, which Ben just saw, right? <laughs> Loved <Yep>. it. <laughs> I did. Really good. Nice, The nicest fucking dude. <laughs> yeah. Right. 11 is the other two, season three. Yeah. Have you guys even heard of this? No, I didn't no. know there was two seasons before this. What is the show? This show is a comedy about two siblings of basically a Justin Bieber type person <laughs> okay. and their own journeys to become famous because they're, they're super hungry for fame. Right. <laughs> Uh, I just like the tone of this. It feels like kind of a throwback to just like goofy SNL stuff. It's it's a lot of SNL people. I think like uh, Lauren Michaels produces it and like it has some classic comedy stuff like just basic like rule of three ca- callbacks throughout a 20 minute episode that it's like, oh, I remember, man, this used to be just the thing. This right. is like what <laughs> you did. And uh, since that's not a formula that's used as much anymore, I kind of kind of was nostalgic for it or something i don't know yeah so i just googled the other two and that one this is the final season of that also did you know that okay but they (laughs) yeah i mean it it's pretty well like telegraphed okay so i kind of knew that and this is another max show this is another max show (laughs) a lot like party down it's older people hungry for fame and (laughs) in just kind of a gross way yeah uh ken marino is also in this one yeah (laughs) Molly Shannon is in this one. And I think go. like if you watch this, you might understand a little more my my Molly Shannon love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh because um she just brings it. Yeah. So So we got that's eleven. We're into the top ten. The Here last of us, season one, number ten. Yeah. Did we all watch that? We did. Yeah. yeah. It was good. I'm surprised you got Fucking it this good. low. I would put it, really it in the good. best Isn't that tier. Wild? Yeah. Yeah. Did it just um, kind of fade on you or probably. Yeah, probably we got recency one more. bias. 
it's probably recency bias. Yeah. Don't we? Yeah, there's one more in the good tier. Oh, the Last of Us is down at 10. Uh, Poker Face is number nine. Poker Face. That, that, <laughs> I forgot this show song. already. Yeah. <laughs> you know Poker Face, but you don't know TikTok? I still don't believe you on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this is, is a biopic of Lady yeah, Gaga. This is Lady Gaga as no, a detective. Dude. <laughs> it's a murder mystery. Where the detective can tell when people lie. Murder mysteries are so hot right now. They are, dude. And this is Ryan Johnson. <laughs> right. So he can't get enough of it. He's yeah, like, right. ah, I can't make these knives out fast enough. I need a show. <laughs> but also, um, Natasha Leone. Did you guys watch Russian Doll? No. Watch- oh, okay. I know she's, yeah. Dude, she's she just like steals the scene. I don't know. And they have some great people in this. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in an episode. Lil Rel is yeah. in an episode. Some nice. people I really liked. But she's just kind of road tripping around, like solving mysteries. Uh, okay. So it's not one big mystery. She's like not really. episodic. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I like that more and more nowadays. Yeah. But it's good. It's good. Yeah. Each week, this was week to week. Yeah, and it was one of the hardest ones to wait for for me. <laughs> even though it's even though it's self contained. Yeah, I was just ready for a new murder mystery. So oh. it's funny, obviously. Like, um, yeah, there's a lot of funny people in it. In the yeah, cast. right. Tim and Blake I feel Nelson. like even even just I think Ryan Johnson has kind of become like a comedy director in a way. Yeah, that's always kind of a part of what he's doing now. All right, so yeah, that's the highest good, not quite the best. Okay, now we're, Here in, we're the in the best. top tier. Yeah. What the hell is Slow Horses? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's another Apple show. No one knows about any of their stuff. I heard uh, John Oliver describe Apple as the place celebrities go to hide. <laughs> I guess, and make really great television because I've had like five Apple shows on here. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> It's a spy thriller. Gary Oldman? Gary Oldman. <laughs> he's dude. doing TV? Gary Oldman is doing TV, and I'm okay with it <laughs> yeah. because, God, uh. he's just he just loves to have a good time. He just loves to play pretend, dude. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't call it a comedy, but it's funny. Like, yeah. it's a spy thriller, but, like, half the time, it's just Gary Oldman being, like, grotesque. He's always farting and, like, eating <laughs> in obnoxious ways when people are trying to talk to him. <laughs> He's like the head of this uh, MI5 reject establishment, and he treats all of his people just always telling him how like shit they are at their job, and like <laughs> it's great, man. Um, <laughs> Sounds good. The seasons are always six episodes long; they're like forty-five minute episodes. Okay, and it's pretty much self-contained, so you get like this cool like intrigue in the in the beginning of the season always some like action and like great climax towards the end of the season oh and this is season three yeah damn dude and i <laughs> i'll tell you i watched season one and i was like fine like whatever yeah now i'm three seasons in and i'm like i love these characters yeah, yeah. i want to spend time with everybody <laughs> like um it's one of those shows but unlike a lot of those shows it's not laying on the plot armor super thick yeah like, people you like will die yeah, uh, and I like that. <laughs> yeah, because it makes it tense. You know, it's not you're so safe, right? No, exactly. <laughs> All right, that's at eight, seven. We got beef. Beef. That was good. That's probably in my best tier. I would agree, even yeah. though I wasn't super keen on the finale. I thought it was a great show. That's right. I forgot about that. I've heard so they're going to come back with a second season, but it's going to be a different story. Have you heard anything about? Oh, that's that? cool. Yeah, I kind of so. like that. I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's got the same creative team behind it. That was good. Fuck yeah. Six, you've got Mrs. Davis. That's way up there. <laughs> I thought you hated it. 
This is Max's list, all right? Uh, I've made a list this time. Yeah. Instead of me piloting everything, this is yeah. this is Max. And I didn't try to consider Ryan's feelings when I put Mrs. Davis in. As you should. I was just like, you know what? This is my list. You make me watch the idol. I'm going to shove Mrs. Davis down your fucking throat. Oh, man. I love this one. It's just so weird, dude. And I don't know if we'll get another season of this. Like, yeah. I heard someone talking about it. And they were saying that, like, the co-creator, along with Damon Dent- Lindelof, looked like they were getting sick of him in interviews. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Damon. <laughs> yeah, that could be a contentious thing. That, yeah. Isn't that the reason why uh, Severance Season 2 has taken so long? Their co-creators are kind of getting at each oh, other? no, I didn't hear that. I heard there's a little... Ben Stiller? Uh, uh, no. There's two other huh. guys. I think Stiller's just like technically a producer on it or something. I thought he was directing. Yeah, and he's directing episodes, yeah. but he's not but like... But the writers are, yeah. are having conflict. Uh, yeah, I thought there was two creators. I just oh. looked up the IMDb and now there's only one listed. So I don't know if I'm wrong or that's just a sign that one of them got exiled. Oh, no. but... <laughs> We're going to do some digging on this. Yeah. Tune into season four <laughs> to find out. Okay, so Mrs. Davis, we got it six. Five, you've got Fargo season five, yeah, which is another it? self-contained season by season. Mm-hmm. But Kinda, neither of you guys ever checked out Fargo? No, that's nope. another one Not people have like been telling me to watch. I love the movie, sure. and that was the reason I was reluctant to check out the show. Really? But I've heard the first season is like one of the best television products yeah. ever made, so I've I need to go back. I, um, <laughs> What's it on again? FX. FX. So, oh, but so what platform is that? Hulu. Hulu. Okay, cool. Yeah. Which is also like blows my mind that they're the only terrestrial tv station that can make good stuff like do we have anything yeah. else that wasn't made for a streaming service on this list mm. it's either fx or it's made straight for streaming yeah that's interesting <laughs> how i don't i just don't understand how they're so bad yeah like fx has had a lot of good shows over the years for a long time yeah, yeah. right is there any through line for Fargo's seasons? Does it just take place in Fargo every There's year? a little bit. Yeah. It takes place in Fargo for the most part. Okay. There is sometimes a character will like pop back up in a later season. I don't think they're doing that as much as they did earlier. Okay. Um, like the first three have a bit more connective tissue than what they do nowadays. Gotcha. But it's been really every other season for me. Like season one, I was like, great. Season two was just okay. Season yeah. three was good. Season four was not even good. I don't really think. Season four? Yeah. That was the Chris, Chris Rock, Rock season. Rock. Chris Rock keeps trying to be an actor dude. and it's not working. Damn. <laughs> Which is bad because he's a hilarious dude, but yeah. yeah, acting's a whole different thing. I think her name's Jessie Buckley. She was a really good part of that season, but. Yeah. Oh, not... yeah. She's great. Mm-hmm. I like her a lot. She's cool, but. This season was. was uh... John Hamm and John Hamm and uh, Juno Temple. Juno Temple plays the lead. Yeah, she's she's also oh, she's the lead. I thought John Hamm was the main dude. Luckily, no. Okay, uh, he is not. <laughs> not a no. huge uh, John Hamm's fine, but like I don't need to watch a, a John Hamm centric show. Uh, yeah. Dave Foley is in this. You guys like Dave oh, Foley? Yeah. He's great. Fuck yeah, dude! Playing Mark Hamill from House of Usher, but like better. <laughs> but better. But better. Does he have a normal, not cartoon voice? He does. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Jason Lee is in this. Oh, she's great. Nice. She's yeah. fucking killing it, dude. Oh, and fucking Joe Keery from Stranger Things. Oh, uh, Steve. Steve. Yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. What? <laughs> So I know you say you're in the moment with this thing. There's still two more episodes for this, and it's number five? 
That's I, in the moment. <laughs> in the moment, it's already that good. It's already yeah. I would I would say it's my second favorite Fargo season. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yep. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling good about it. You're into it. Okay. Yep. I mean, I think we like the last episode that they put out was probably the only like weird one that we'll have to deal with. Yes. Yeah. You guys aren't familiar with Noah Hawley who does this show, but like can't help himself every time i think except for like season one of fargo he's always got to get a little weird a little too weird a little too weird (laughs) yeah Yeah. so in this season there was an episode where there's this big puppet show that lasted like almost the whole episode (laughs) yeah okay but i you know it was still all right okay i'm still i'm still in it i'm still deep in it i mean fingers crossed you know right it could not have a great ending, right. but uh, I think they've set themselves up for... I, I can't really see how it could go too wrong at this point. Yeah. So... Gotcha. Yep. Well, speaking of, you got <laughs> you got the curse at number four. And it hasn't finished yet no, either. I'm, All right. I'm holding off till it ends because I can't go on another Nathan Fielder roller coaster until I have the whole meal ready to I go. I understand that. <laughs> so for people that don't know, this is Nathan Fielder's first scripted show... Also, Ben Safdie is is working on it with them. I think they're they're both creating it together. Uh, it's about a millennial couple who's trying to start a reality show about sustainable housing, and it's really about people that think they're progressive, but like really only <laughs> want the adoration of like people that are like, "Wow, you're such a good person," you know, and <laughs> they'll really do anything for that adoration, but they yeah. just suck. Uh, like a uh, virtue signaling reality show. <laughs> kinda. Yeah. And I just I just love it. Like that right there is I think I'm gonna get sick of it because it's become <laughs> such a thing. Yeah. Like we talked about this with like the last I think it was last year actually, like the menu and triangle of sadness. It's like Yeah. You know, lampooning rich white people. Well, that's not that hard to do, you know. Right. Yeah. Pretty fucking easy target, you know? And so this show is like making fun of um like i said people that want to appear good but like emma stone is one of the one of the actors and her parents like are like these famous slum lords she takes a bunch of money from them without really like telling people she's doing that and she's just using their money to like do her sustainable thing but even that is really not good because they'll like buy people's houses in poor communities and like kick them out and (laughs) dude it's it sounds really good. It is. It yeah. started off as like the most cringe comedy thing ever, but with like this this like horror undertone. It's an A twenty four thing. Yeah. And so the whole time I was expecting horror and like there's this creepiness to it the whole time and like the soundtrack is so good. It's one yeah. of my favorite soundtracks this year. But it has gone it's not cringy anymore. And like honestly, even when it was, I was just laughing most of the time. <laughs> like I don't know if I just have a different cringe level than other people but yeah. i was just like man i just think this show's hilarious <laughs> but it, it is transitioned like out of cringe and into just like it's just very tense like the yeah. whole show <laughs> for the past like two or three episodes has been really tense uh and still funny but like god dude i just i haven't seen anything like this and like emma stone was one of my favorite actors before this it only just makes me like her more just watching how like horrible she can be yeah um i feel like she's doing most of the work at this point nathan fielder it's nice to see that like he can actually like do a 
play like a more dramatic role. Yeah. And like, I really like him. I'm really with him. It, uh, I forget that it's Nathan Fielder. Yeah. Which is important. Right. Um, Ben Safdie, dude. <laughs> him, he plays this. He plays the reality show like a producer. Okay. And he's just this weird trickster. He's always trying to get them to like, uh, you know like get into little fights with each other and stuff right. and he'll like take one of their phones and text the other one and like <laughs> he's insane nice. and like a bunch of people have been like i don't know why this character's in the show i'm like dude make a spinoff that's just dougie like yeah uh, <laughs> i love him so much and like i i haven't seen good time i haven't i haven't seen right uh uncut gems oh god so I'm, uh, right they're so good i know and so i've kind of missed the whole ben safty thing yeah and like even after Oppenheimer, people were like, dude, Ben Safdie with the yeah. sunscreen. Like, oh, man, that was so funny. I'm like, I don't get why that's funny. Now I get why it's funny. Like, <laughs> dude's great. He's so awesome. Still hasn't ended, so we'll see. But, like, yeah. again, I, I don't see how it could go wrong at this point. I'm excited to watch it. I, I just need it. My brain just needs to see all of it because the rehearsal was dude. so all over the place for me. I definitely like the off-kilter comedy of Nathan Fielder and Benny yeah. Safdie. So, like, I'm anticipating liking it, but yeah. it's been funny watch Because I follow uh, Ben Safdie on Instagram and just mm. watching him promote it and seeing, like, he's basically promoting it like it's a big Emma Stone comedy and just watching everybody fucking hate it. And, like, you can tell he just loves it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the other day, he just screenshotted the Rotten Tomatoes page of, like... <laughs> 50% audience score. I like, heard new about episode that. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I heard about that. <laughs> I just checked. It was a 34, actually. Is it? Did it go down? Yeah. But and, like, the, the critic score is like 90, yeah, isn't it? It's ridiculous, dude. <laughs> He's, they're, they're, they're so good, dude. They're so yeah. smart. Uncut Gems are... is great. What does yeah. he do in that? He's a director. I don't think he acts in that I was one. I going to say. Him and his brother that. direct that one. He stars in Good Times with uh, Robert Pattinson, which he also directed with his brother. Okay. But yeah, he's you he's great. Watch Good Times, didn't you? They're both really good. I like Uncut Gems a little better just because it's Adam Sandler, and there's a ton of basketball right, yeah. in it, so you'll like that. In Good Times. <laughs> in uh, Uncut, Gems. Uncut Gems. I've seen Uncut Gems. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. It was yeah, and wild. <laughs> fucking uh, One O Tricks Point Never does yeah. the soundtrack, and that is. I don't the know whole... why I've. Waited Kevin Garnett so probably it. gets like he's probably the third leading actor in that movie. Yeah, Dang. or The Weekend. <laughs> was Tess Faye in that one? Yeah, that was like was he? when The Weekend reemerged after he'd been gone for so long, and then he shows up in Uncut Gems, and then he's huh. making albums with One O Tricks Point uh, Never, yeah. and that's where it flashing all... lights. That's when it all took off. <laughs> All right, so number three, you got Scavenger's Reign. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, is a miniseries? I don't know. Okay. I mean, I, I think... Haven't finished it? <laughs> no, not... I finished this one. I Dude, I flew through this one. Did you? It's 12 episodes. They're like 20, 30-minute long episodes. It's animated, so I'm, okay. I'm like happy to have, after I dumped good all anime. my animated yeah. shows into the Rage Quit category, <laughs> at least I have one at number three and like... Yeah, dude. I um another Max show. Well, yeah, the streaming service you mean, but yeah, it is Max. a Max as in me show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it is it is a total fucking Max show. It's animated sci-fi in the style of of Mobius, the French comic book artist. Okay. And it's almost survival horror in like an annihilation kind of way. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like this alien environment that like 
kind of wants to kill you or yeah. turn you into uh <laughs> it's i don't know egg or something right it's my favorite sci-fi story in a while yeah like i've been real down on sci-fi this year mm-hmm. when we do our movie episode like watch out sci-fi i'm about to <laughs> i'm about to you. tear into you and this show it just doesn't do any of like the tropey mainstream sci-fi stuff it tries to do new stuff at any time you know even when you think you know what's going to happen when it seems like it's doing that traditional setup for like oh this character got infected with something and they're going to try to kill the other person that they're with because you know horror it's always a little more complex and like more thought out than that than just the obvious thing right um and there is some inexplicable stuff because they write in all these like crazy alien species and some of them i think they're trying to do kind of like this unknowable like lovecraftian thing where it's like you might not even be able to comprehend the intentions of this thing you know the originality of it gets me excited it felt fresh was really invested in the characters it kind of bounces around from like a couple different groups of survivors um that were all on the same ship that crashed on this this alien planet and yeah the planet is just it's beautiful and then the next minute it's trying to kill them in like 50 different ways and like the way that these like i don't know if the people writing it were you know studied biology or something but the (laughs) level of thought that goes into like okay so this creature uh infects this plant and then this plant uh, hatches spores that's inhaled by the humans and then that hatches a bug egg in, inside their lung it's just like what just a like, level of detail <laughs> it's really cool it's like watching um like a planet earth of an alien planet it's yeah like a nature documentary <laughs> of like an alien that's species nice. but then yeah it has like this cool robot in it and these cool characters that are very relatable they're all just trying to like survive and it also kind of avoids having like a real villain, I think. Okay. Uh, which which I like. So, dude, it's one of the most recent shows I've watched. But yeah, I whipped through it, and ever since I've just been like feverishly asking people if they've seen <laughs> Scavengers Reign, like at every holiday party. I'm like, what are we talking about, Scavengers Reign? <laughs> Everybody's trying to watch the football game. Yeah, like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Max, it's, it's Michigan. <laughs> Was this based on anything? Do you know? The only thing I know is that there was an eight-minute short that oh, played yeah. on Adult Swim in, okay. like, 2016 or something. And, I don't know, they somehow landed a whole 12-episode series. Yeah. This one snuck by Zasloff again, sleep at the <laughs> wheel, chump. Can I ask a more broad question? Like, yeah. when did anime become mainstream? Is it just, like, the hip-hop references? When Gen Z happened, I think. Jay-Z did it? No, Gen Z. Oh, Gen yeah, Z did Yeah, when Gen it. Z happened, dude, they all watch anime. Yeah. Yeah, they... they. I'm trying not to blame them, dude, but, like, I feel like it used to be easier to be, like, yo, what's a good anime? And yeah. Your, and your homies would have some good anime to tell you about. Now when I ask these kids, they... they to just tell me so much stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want the sports ones, and I don't want the cooking ones... <laughs> I want the I want the weird demon murder ones. <laughs> so when we worked at the comic book shop, it was always like, oh, only the weirdos get the anime because they've yeah. got the giant cartoon boobs and stuff. And like now, it's very very mainstream where it's like everybody's talking about anime. Yeah. Even like you guys don't like any anime. No. I've never really got into it. Mm. Like I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like very easy to just file away and like because it's such a big 
like yeah, overarching sure. category of stuff. It's oh, a little yeah. overwhelming to dive into. It is overwhelming at this point. And yeah, it used to be easier for me to find a show I liked. And now, now that like younger people in the U.S. are kind of just consuming it as like as normal media, like you're saying, it's right. just like, okay, well, I could have put anime on this list and just ruined our night. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've watched a lot of anime this year. Yeah. Uh, I've bounced off a lot of anime this year. It's just like, it's a whole thing. Yeah. You know? All um, right. So we've got that at three. Uh, the top two are shows we've talked about. I don't know how much more in depth we want to go. It's kind of boring from here on out. Uh, Succession <laughs> season four is right. number two, and The Bear season two is number one. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So, so I. So good. Yeah, I actually did put Bear because I knew that we had all seen that. I think for me, I still would put Succession Season 4, but Bear Season 2 represents all of us pretty well. That makes sense. The only other place I guess we could go is, do you think Succession ended on the right note? Do you think it could have gone longer? Uh, I think it was the right note, but I do kind of feel like when I look at it, I can see that they didn't know that they were going to end. Yeah. Because they didn't. Yeah. They finished, they wrapped, they shot everything and then decided, oh, that should be the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> From what I understand. <laughs> right. Unless I'm super confused. Like, I pretty much, I think I heard Jesse Armstrong say that. Yeah. So that might bother me like a little bit. Yeah. And I was thinking about it the other day and realizing like, oh, yeah, you know, it would have been different. You don't have Brian Cox anymore. Yeah. But- they were set up to keep going. They've got Tom yeah. as the new antagonist, which would have been interesting. I, I I wouldn't say fun because it's like you almost lose one of your fun characters so yeah. that the plot can keep going. Right. Um. Yeah, it, it ended in a grimmer place than I think the show had typically been, and I think that's appropriate. Yeah. Like my main thing with that show, it's not that I wanted to see the characters be miserable, but I think what made it work is that it's not wealth porn. I think I think some people are confused about succession and think it's wealth porn. Yeah. I think you're, you're watching it wrong because it yeah. doesn't look fun to no, me. No, these be people those are people. all miserable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looks stressful as fuck, and I wouldn't want to be any of those people, and I think the, the finale sold that. Yeah. So what about you? Yeah, I think... When I first heard that it was going to be the last season, I was obviously disappointed just because it's one of my favorite shows. Like, kind of like you said earlier, just getting to hang out with these characters was great. Like, yeah. I miss getting to see what old Tom and Greg are getting into. Mm-hmm. Hearing Kieran Culkin just with the best insults you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> but as I watched season four, it felt kind of stretched. Like, they were yeah. running out of places to go. Mm. What's his name? Alexander Skarsgård is kind of just looming as this threat that doesn't really do anything. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, this is probably a good place to to get off before yeah. it gets a little too desperate. But for sure, it was good. Um, yeah. And then the bear. Are you excited to see where season three goes? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Did you like this season better than season one? I don't know. That's yeah. a good question. I hadn't thought about it too much. I liked it at least as much. Equally. Yeah. Yeah. At least. And I, yeah, I, I want to see where things go. I like that they left things off with kind of uncertainty for the characters. It's like, got what you thought you wanted, but is it really what you wanted? I think that's an interesting idea. So I, w- I want to see what they do with that. 
Yeah. That's yep. like our Hell consensus. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, those are the TV tiers. All right. But since I'm not going to do a write-up, I thought I would recap the list. All right. Like go through them all. But I also have like a joke to go with each show. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. <laughs> Chug a beer. <laughs> Chug a beer. I'm probably going to cut this in the edit room. <laughs> oh, this starts off so rough, too. I couldn't come up with a good one. Do the jokes get better as the shows get better? Or... <laughs> No, they're all supposed to be mean. Okay, okay. But I'll let you know when we're getting into like a good stretch so you can have a bit more relaxation. (laughs) But yeah, it starts off rough, guys. Futurama, more like present trauma from watching this season. (laughs) Okay, okay. Here we go. Shrinking? Uh, Yeah, my brain. (laughs) See what you did? Strange planet. So this is just a roast on on the list. Yeah. Okay. But I'm also like recapping them in order. It okay. starts from the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Strange, <laughs> strange planet. More like strange decision. <laughs> Rick and Morty. More like diet Rick and Morty. <laughs> I like that one. Loki. You know they say Loki's a trickster god. Well, maybe he tricked me into watching this dumb show. <laughs> Invincible. More like Vincible. <laughs> Monarch Legacy of Monsters, more like Legacy of Trash. <laughs> the Idol, more like The Idol. That's more of a spelling one. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I-D-L-E, right? Yeah, yeah. I was All like, right. what the fuck's he talking about? Twisted Metal, more like The Idol. <laughs> Regular spelling, I-D-O-L, right? All right. Ahsoka, more like Ajoka. Yep. Mandalorian, more like Maxa Snorian. There's a theme here. I get it. Okay. Uh, I'm a Virgo. Well, I'm a Sagittarius. Get with the program. <laughs> Yellow jackets, more like my morning jacket, who I assume is bad. Oh, I had, a, I had an alternate here. More like purple Jinko jeans. <laughs> Uh, okay, we got our, we got some good ones here. Ted Lasso, more like Ted Asso. <laughs> Barry, more like Barely. <laughs> swarm, actually a fitting name, given the swarm of unfinished ideas the show throws at you. There you go. <laughs> Never have I ever enjoyed this show. <laughs> Wait, are they all mean? Yeah. Don't, yeah. You, don't you, you like something all... at some point? <laughs> well, but like most of the list was positive, so I was like, okay. I'll just bounce This is the out. mean. Yeah, we gotta, yeah, we got to continue up the negativity <laughs> of the show. I think you should leave. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> Marvelous Miss Maisel, more like Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Silo, more like Silo Nara suckers. Yeah. <laughs> ben saw that one coming up. <laughs> A murder at the end of the world. More like a viewer at the end of his rope. <laughs> Harley Quinn. Oh, God. This is the worst one. More like Barley Din. I was like... Barley Din? Yeah, like Barley for dinner. You know, like... <laughs> the fuck? I It's hard, dude. It's Barley... Harley Quinn, that's a hard Barley one. Barley Din. I feel like I'm in Jimmy Fallon's writer room. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Gen V, more like Envy of a better show. Yeah. Perry Mason, Mason is a first name, idiot. <laughs> what we do in the shadows, more like, why do I watch these bad shows? <laughs> That's the winner. <laughs> the Righteous Gemstones, 
more like noxious ham bones. That one's terrible. <laughs> Only murders in the building. Only murdered my brain. <laughs> okay, this is the best. All right, here's a nice little stretch here. Did you write these in order? Or? Yeah, no, I made sure to finish the assignment before moving on to the next one. The after party, the after farty. Party down, farty down. Right. Jury duty, more like fury poopy. The other two, more like number two. The last of us, more like the gas of us. A lot of, a lot of poop. You like oh that? Oh my god. All right, here we go. Good We're theming. almost done. Poker face, more like mediocre face. <laughs> Slow horses, more like so remorseless. Boo, that was bad. Beef, more like thief. Of my time, <laughs> Mrs. Davis. What a great show! <laughs> That's the funniest thing you've said all night. <laughs> Fargo, more like Argo. <laughs> the curse, more like disperse from the couch. <laughs> the bear, I don't care. Uh, you just told on yourself. You went out of order. The bear oh, wasn't number one. You're right. Yep. There, <laughs> there's where I switched them. The bear was number three. Or no, no. Here it's number two. Oh shit! Did I miss something else? Yeah. Oh, I made succession. this before. No, succession. succession scavengers reign. More like oh, yeah. oppression. <laughs> so I missed scavengers reign. Shit. Yeah. I made this before I even like watched that show. Apparently. <laughs> Did you do the curse? Yeah, the curse is disperse. More like disperse, disperse. from yeah. the couch. From the couch. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm sorry. On that note, we will disperse. <laughs> On that Dispersing. note, we will be back with the movie tears. <laughs> For more, visit internetkillthevideostore.com.